0: Good morning everyone. Welcome to worship this morning, Shepherd of the Lakes. Uh, Glad you could all make it this morning. Um, I want to say a couple things before I begin. First, I hope most of you got my email. Uh, So I hope you're aware of some of the simple changes that will be happening. Uh, Most of it being there will be hand sanitizer available in the back there. uh, And we're not going to be passing the offering plate around uh, for the offering today. The offering plate will be by the door on the way out. You can put it in. Uh, If you haven't already, you can put your offering in on the way out. Uh, just we're minimizing the amount of passing and touching of things that's going on, so uh, just keep that in mind. Other than that, though, uh, welcome to God's house this morning where we get to, as always, celebrate the gospel. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's a good time to talk about how the world always needs a savior. You know, whenever there's trouble, whenever people need help, they they go to look for a savior to get them out. And right now, uh, as you all know, the world is looking for a way out with this coronavirus. They're all Struggling to get things and to buy things up and to to be ready for it. However, we have a Savior who is going to do more than just help with the things of this world. We have a Savior who has helped us with our sins and the punishment that came along with that. That's going to be what we look at today as we look at the gospel for our sermon today. uh, As we see Jesus as the Savior that we need uh, by supplying us with all of our needs, uh, both now and for eternity. So that will be our theme for our service this morning. With that, we go ahead and ask that God bless our worship and our time together, uh, and we will begin with our opening hymn, which is 397. Stand. Follow the order of service of word and sacrament which is printed for you in your worship folders on page 26 in the front of the hymnals. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And also with you. God invites us to come into his presence and to worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by His authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For all that we need in life, and for the wisdom to use all your gifts with gratitude and joy, hear our prayer, O Lord. For the steadfast assurance that nothing can separate us from your love, and for the courage to stand firm against the assaults of Satan and every evil, hear our prayer, O Christ. church in all the world, and for those who offer here their worship and praise, hear our prayer, O Lord. Lord mercy. Merciful God, maker and preserver of life, uphold us by your power and keep us in your tender care. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, look with favor on your humble servants, and stretch out the right hand of your power to defend us against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. lesson for this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah in chapter 42 here is speaking about the coming Savior and how when he comes he's going to make things clear and he's going to change things and make things known to those who are blind in sin as we reach from Isaiah chapter 42. For a long time I have kept silence. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now like a woman in childbirth I like cry out. I gasp and pant. I will lay waste to the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with our psalm of the day, Psalm 143, printed in your hymnals on the page 108 feet. Chapter 5 where Paul's encouraging the Ephesians, now that you've seen the lights, now that Christ has come and opened your eyes, live as those who have seen the light. Reflect that light in your lives to those around you. We read from chapter 5, beginning at verse 8. For you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light this is why it is said wake up sleeper rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you this is the word of the Lord our verse of the day Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. Please stand as we continue with the reading of our Holy Gospel this morning. Our Gospel and the text for our sermon this morning comes from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 9, Selected Verses. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam is for being sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now, the day in which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. this they replied you were steeped in sin at birth how dare you lecture us and they threw him out Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and when he found him he said do you believe in the son of man who is he sir the man asked tell me so that I may believe in him Jesus said you have now seen him in fact he is the one speaking with you then the man said Lord I believe and he worshiped him Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. This is the Gospel of the Lord. to you in peace from God, our Father, and our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I said it before, at some point, everyone's looking for a Savior of some kind. Someone to help them when they're sick. Someone to help them when finances are getting hard. Someone to help them when relationships are falling apart. Someone to help them when the world just seems too chaotic and they just don't know if they can handle it anymore. Everyone's always looking for a Savior, and unfortunately a lot of times people look in the wrong place for that kind of Savior. The blind man in the Gospel today, if that blind man was looking for a Savior, he certainly found him. And he found a Savior that helped him not just with his physical blindness, but in two aspects. He helped him with the blindness he really needed help with. In fact, he didn't actually find a Savior. This Savior found him, which is even more incredible. Jesus was a Savior to that man in two ways. He proved to the man by opening up his blind eyes that he has power over even uh, natural occurrences and disease and sickness. He proved he's able to help with the man's physical needs, and he showed that he cared about the man's physical needs. But even more importantly, on top of that, before he was completely done with this man, he went and sought him to open his spiritual eyes. And he showed him that he was the Savior from sin. Now, if all things are written down in the Scriptures for our learning, which they are, then we'd be pretty foolish to think that this doesn't apply to us as well. We'd be pretty foolish to think that Jesus doesn't care about us or that Jesus can't help us Or take care of us but maybe it's just a little it's just a little unfair i mean after all it was a whole lot easier for the man who was blind and could see i mean jesus went and performed a miracle on him jesus went and sought him out and talked to him personally and said look i'm the savior you're looking at him that blind man obviously had it easier than we do did he not His life changed drastically before his eyes. And sometimes it kind of leads us to wonder you know, where is the Savior's love in our situation? Because who wouldn't have had their eyes open when Jesus comes to you personally and performs a miracle and talks to you? Wouldn't that just be easier for us sometimes if Jesus would just come to us and make things right? I mean, you ever kind of ask yourself, where's my miracle? Why is Jesus not coming to seek me out and talk to me? I mean, where is Jesus' demonstration of love and power in my life to show that he cares and that he's able to help me? The same kind of demonstration that he showed the blind guy in the gospel today. But sometimes my life just seems like chaos. Finances are just falling behind again. My health isn't getting any better. The health of the world apparently is not getting any better Maybe you just feel like you're kind of all alone and you're just wondering, where is this miracle and this help in my life when I need it most? My eye-opening demonstration to show me who my Savior really is and that He'll provide for me. But that's terrible thinking. That's the kind of thinking that leads to Pharisaism. Pharisaism. Oh, that's a terrible word. I don't know who invented that? Phariseeism. That's the kind of thinking that the Pharisees had. You know, the Pharisees got angry when this guy came in and said, He's got to be a prophet. He opened up my eyes. And they kicked him out. They weren't going to listen to him. These guys wanted nothing to do with Jesus because Jesus was not the Savior that they wanted. They had some very strong opinions and ideas about who Jesus was. And they saw him as nothing at this point but a lawbreaker by working on the Sabbath. because he wasn't who they thought he should be and so they wanted nothing from jesus in fact they were blinded from seeing who jesus really was because of what their selfish pride thought they wanted from him what they really wanted was political reform and without that they refused to see anything else it's unfortunate that the same sinful nature that ran in the pharisees runs in us too because Sinful pride and selfishness can arise just as strongly and can blind us just as much when it comes to seeing our Savior. In our silly preconceived notions about what we think we want, what we think that we need in this lifetime, and what we think is best for us, they can take the Savior and turn him into something he's not. And then pretty soon our life will crumble even more because its promise will seem pointless. But day after day, our Savior provides our needs. and That selfishness and pride can keep us from seeing that and from seeing His love and His grace and everything that He does. Now, I grant you, we don't always see miracles happen like in the Gospel here. We don't always see blind eyes open. We don't see riches always overflowing. We don't see lame people walk and water turn to wine. I get that. I understand that. But everything that you could possibly need every single day, Jesus is responsible for. Just think about how God sustains his creation, and if he were to just stop. You know, Paul says in the letter to the Colossians, he says, It's in Jesus Christ that all things are created and held together. I don't think we always even think about what he does for you and me every single day We just take for granted that we'll walk outside and breathe. We take for granted that He provides us with sunshine every single morning. We take for granted, especially in a country like this, that we're going to have water to drink, cars to drive. And on top of that, He provides us with technology and medical science and such to help us improve our lives and our status here. And yet are we always happy and joyful and thankful for all these things that He provides for us. That bet we'd feel pretty bad though if they all of a sudden just disappeared one day and he stopped holding the world together like Colossians says he does. We are given so much and we have no right to complain before God about what we don't have or how we think he should be taking care of us and he's not. Everything that he provides for us is only because of his grace. You know, Luther said it pretty well when he was talking about the first article and he explains it. And he says, all this God does Not because I've earned and deserved it, but because he is my good and merciful Father in heaven. But why does he do that? Why does he provide to show his mercy and grace every single day to people who don't deserve it? He shows his mercy and his love and his grace to everyone every single day so that his glory might be made known. And so that people might come to him and see his love and lead them to see him as more than just a provider of worldly things, but to see him as a savior from sin. You know, our Lord knows so much better than you and me what we need for ourselves. We may think we know everything by ourselves, but we don't. But he does in his infinite wisdom. He knows better what we need, especially when it comes to our spiritual state. And now whether He gives good things or He allows bad things to happen, either way, He brings it about for our good and His glory. Because even God can take the most terrible thing in the world and use it for good, as Paul says in Romans 8, 28. We know that in all things, all things, He says, God works for the good of those who love Him. He gives good things To lead us to him so we can see our Savior. His goal is to see how he works for our eternal good. Everything that God does ultimately has the purpose of bringing us to see him as our Savior. To open our eyes to the truth. That's why Jesus sought this man out when he was kicked out from the Pharisees. Jesus wasn't done with him yet just by healing his physical needs. He was only just starting. And so he finds the man when he's kicked out to go talk to him about his greater need. And he says, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Jesus wants you to see. Jesus wants you to see and know his love and his grace. Not, not just as someone who provides dollars, but for someone who provides, provides you eternal worth. Not just somebody who you see as providing physical health, but somebody who gives you the spiritual health which leads to eternal life jesus has bigger concerns for you than just what you think that you need now Yeah, you might wonder to yourself why he doesn't talk to me why he doesn't perform miracles for me like he does in the gospel but he does he speaks to you through his word he speaks to you even through the sacraments as he shows you what he's done to you to save you from your eternal death he does speak to you and he performs that miracle for you so that you can know Know Him, know His love, and not be blind anymore to what it is you really need and what it is you have in Jesus Christ. He's provided you something much more valuable. Forgiveness of sins, new life, a conscience at peace before God, a certain future with Him in heaven, and confidence to approach your Father for anything that you want to ask Him. Everything that you now receive, besides all of that, comes with this promise. Everything that Jesus has won for you comes also with the promise that He will take care of you the rest of the way. Because His death and His resurrection, He is working all things out for your eternal good, always. You have a Savior who can give you more than just what you want. You have a Savior who has given you everything that you need. You can't find that anywhere else. Nowhere else can you find what Jesus offers you through the cross. This is why he calls you to not walk blindly anymore, but as people who have seen the light and whose eyes have been opened. He says, walk in the light, the light of the cross. Open your eyes to see the empty tomb. Because then when you see those, then you'll see that death has been defeated and that there's nothing that can stop the Savior of yours. There's nothing that He cannot provide. There's nothing that He will not do for you. This, then, when you look at that, you'll see what really matters and find relief from real burden. The burden of sin that weighs you down. Then you know that there's nothing your Savior has not done to meet your needs. Paul says in Romans chapter 8... He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And then later in chapter 8, he goes on to say that there's nothing that can separate you from that promise. He says there's nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ, neither hardship, danger, nakedness, sore, neither death nor life, neither any of the spiritual uh, evil in the spiritual realms, not even the sickness, and the virus said he's, Sweeping the globe at what seems to be a rapid rate. He says, Nothing can separate you from God's love and his promise found in Jesus Christ. So, who sinned? This man or his parents that he should be born blind? You know, you could ask that about any problem that anyone has. Who sinned that this man should receive the virus or that man? Him or his parents? It doesn't matter. What matters is what God can do through that for you. What matters is that God will make His glory known through anything in this world to bring you closer to Him. What matters is that He makes His glory known so that you can open your eyes and see Him as ruler of the universe whose hand is over all and who controls all for your good and who one day will take you home who brings about His glory in His name, and who makes known to the world the forgiveness, one in Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. May this peace, which transcends all understanding, keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. Amen. We now join together in response by uh, joining the common words. Uh, joining together in the words of the Nicene Creed as we confess our common faith, which is printed for you on page 7.
1: We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth,
0: of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please remain standing as we continue with the prayer of the church and the Lord's prayer. God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you for reconciling us to yourself through the sufferings and death of your dear Son. Through him we have confidence to enter into your presence and to bring you our prayers and petitions. Out of the infinite bounty of your goodness, grant us a rich measure of your Spirit. Let the love of Christ fill your church so that it may flourish in all good works. Help us show love and compassion for all who are in need. Bestow on the nations of the earth the knowledge of your mercy, that they may turn to you, the only God, and find salvation in you. Strengthen our faith, so that we unfailingly come to you in prayer for all our bodily needs. Give a special measure of your power to those who are sorrowful or mourning, to those who are in pain or sickness, to those who may be in temptation or peril, that they may receive your blessed aid and help us patiently endure any chastening and afflictions that you permit to come into our lives, knowing that you are using them in love to prepare us for that joyful communion with you, which is ours for all eternity. Lord Jesus, you are the example. Uh, Lord of love, we thank you for the many years of grace that you have granted to your servants, Doris Rosner and Loretta Lucau as we celebrate their birthdays this week. We praise you for being with them in good days and evil, in joy and sorrow and in sickness and in health. And above all, we praise you for having provided them with the rich comfort of your word and sacraments. Continue to make these treasures their joy and delight. Be their strength even when earthly strength fails. And finally, bring them and all of us to joy and glory of eternal life in your presence. Sovereign Lord, we also bow low before you in this time of national calamity. We confess that as a nation, we have deserved your chastening and judgments, and yet we also trust your promises that even when you chasten, your purposes are loving and good. As we face the coronavirus, we ask that you be present with your strong comfort among those most directly affected by it, and in your mercy, make shattered lives whole again. Use this tragedy to make us as a nation deeply aware of our total dependence on you. Give us courage to face whatever the future holds, knowing that it and we are in your hands. Lord, now we come to you with our own private petitions that have been weighing on our own hearts. Lord, accept our prayers and intercessions and provide for all our needs, not because we are worthy, but for the sake of Jesus our Savior, in whose name we also now join to pray the prayer that He has taught us Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy thy name. Thy thy kingdom come, thy thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. To Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give
1: him
0: praise, and praise. praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He made His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ. To Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and thanks and honor and glory forever and ever. Please be seated as we you now invite all communicant members of Shepherd of the Lakes or one of our sister congregations in the Wisconsin Synod to come forward and receive the Lord's Supper. Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take in eat the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take in eat the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which has been poured out for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which has been poured out for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink now. This true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life everlasting. Be of good cheer, know that your sins are forgiven you, and that you may depart in peace. Amen. Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for you. Forgiveness of all your sins. Now, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen you and preserve you in one true faith into life everlasting. May be of good cheer, knowing that your sins are forgiven you, and that you may depart of peace. Amen. Body and true blood
1: of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Thank Jesus Christ. Strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life everlasting. For you good cheer, know that your sins are forgiven you. stand now as we continue to thank our Lord for the blessing of this supper. As we continue with the thanksgiving which is uh, specially printed for you on page 11 in your worship folders. which have praised you here may glorify you in the world, that the eyes which have seen the coming of your Son may long for his coming again, and that all who have received in his true body and blood the pledge of your forgiveness may be restored to live a new and holy life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. sisters go in peace, live in harmony with one another, and serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you His peace.
1: Amen.